This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast and we've come to you at the end of the Blackburn game. Brentford, or well Blackburn won, Brentford nil as it goes in effect and uh, things didn't go quite according to plan. We'll be talking about this game to a little bit. We'll probably talk a little bit about the Reading game as well and we'll be looking forward and definitely now looking forward to the Luton game on Saturday. We've got Lewis Williams as well, who's going to be talking to us about Luton as well. But like I said, I'm Billy Grant here, and I'm here with my chums. We've been sitting around, and we've been watching the Brentford match. We had that sort of like a little informal little Brentford watch party. We all went around to one of our little uh, one of our little venues, and we just decided to watch the game amongst ourselves, because uh, none of us could make it. Oh, I'm very busy with work. Laney has always got all sorts of stuff going on. Savvy B's got all sorts of documentary action. Liberal Nick is trying to save the world with uh, the liberal action going on there as well. You know, and uh, we've got the Beckett and everybody like that. So we thought, tell you something, we couldn't take time out and respect to the Brentford fans that went there as well today. Very tough. We've been there before. Tuesday night, Wednesday night in a Blackburn. We've been there. Um, and respect the Brentford fans that went there to support the team. We weren't there to support you, but we were there. In spirit, And we watched the game today. We had our little watch party. Then we thought we'd come down to the pub after the watch party. We were in the Globe here today. And we thought we'd have a bit of a... Post mortem. I'm Billy Grant here, and I'm with the Savvy B. I'm with Lonely Lane. I'm with the Liberal Nick. I'm with the, I'm with the, I'm with the, the, the Beckett, and I'm with, 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 with the Matt, the Bedette, and I'm Soups, and all sorts of characters. You know what I'm saying? And which is all good. And the first thing I want to say is that you know the Blackburn game today, Savvy B, it didn't go according to plan, did it? It didn't go according to plan at all. Uh, first half, uh, we had. Um, I just thank Ethan Pinnock for two really good uh, saves. Uh, well, you know, stopping players coming through, getting onto the ball and just basically scoring. So we were lucky enough to be 3-0 down, I felt, after about 25 minutes. Uh, and it kind of went on from there. Um, uh, quite a sort of tough tackling side, very, very on you, uh, I thought, um, Blackburn. Didn't let us settle. 
always, always taking the ball off of our feet. Couldn't get any rhythm going. And, uh, you know, to be fair, I think Blackburn deserves to win in the end. Uh, Raya pulled off a couple of brilliant saves. Uh, yes, we had one cleared off the line and we uh, hit the post. Uh, but that's about all we, we did, really. Uh, I think overall our play didn't deserve uh, a draw even. So I think a fair result in the end. I mean, Laney, I mean, again, watching that game, and again, this is not Rocket Bradford. We've had some brilliant games. We've won five games out of six. We were hoping to win six games out of seven or at least get a point out today. But to me, today, almost from the start, you know, Blackburn seemed to have their tactics well sorted today, and we didn't look like we were going to get anything out today, despite, um, particularly in the first half, we had nearly 65, you know, going on 70% possession. So we had a lot of the ball but we just didn't seem to be doing anything with it, really, except giving it away. Um, yes and no. I, I, I do have to say, you know, looking at, looking at the game as I did, I thought, I thought we did OK. I, I, you know, yes, I think playing Zambarek weakened us, but, you know, he's been knocking on the door and he's earned his chance and we, we have to try him. You know, you know a lot of people will give him props in the second half on Saturday and saying, you know, perhaps he's, he's due a start and tonight he got his start. But the question I'm going to ask you, I mean, which is fair enough and I'm not having to go because it's easy to say these things in a retrospect but the thing is that with Zan Zamberek, he came on the second half against, a, uh, you know, 60, 70 minutes against a Reading side who were tiring and he was an impact sub. Today we started from the beginning. Would it be better to have brought him on later on again? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, of course, in, it's all retrospect, all hindsight. You know, he, we, we, do need to, we do need to rest some of our players. We're very light at the moment and we do have to swap it up a bit. And, you know, I think he's earned his chance. You know, I, th- I think he's earned his chance and we, he probably won't get a second start on Saturday. And he played 90 minutes as well, didn't he? He, he did play 90 minutes. And I, I think if you look at all the numbers, you know, we, we, bossed, we bossed the possession, we bossed the chances, we hit the post, we've, we've done this, we've done that. Ray has made two or three exceptional saves. One I would class as a world save, world-class save. Um, you know, I... I, I We've won. We've won five out of seven, and I'm really, you know, it's easy for me to sit here. I'm not going to get too angry about that, if I'm honest with you. You know, it, it isn't great. We know we. we I thought um, Blackburn were the right team at the right time. I said it on Monday on the radio show. I thought we were. We were. We had the match of them, and and we actually did. They were. They were the home side. They're obviously going to boss the better chances, but really, we had the possession. And we, we had the most shots. We, we didn't really make anything of them apart from the ones where we hit the post. Um, it, I reckon that was a draw that we've edged to a defeat. And, and I, I think that probably on the, on, the, on the scale of the way things work out, a defeat was coming our way. 1-0, it's not hurt us that much. We're, we've not, we've not hemorrhaged goals. So we've, we're, we're plus, plus eight instead of plus nine. That's pretty good. If we can win on Saturday, no damage done, Bill. And and and, and Laney's talking about you know if you check out the radio show Pride of West dot London, we've got Laney and we've got GP as well, and they were talking about the Reading game on Saturday, which was one game that we edged to a victory as well, a one nil victory that we got out there as well. Talking about other bits and pieces, Pride of West dot London, so you can check that out, and then we do much more analysis into that game here, which is probably quite interesting to listen to that 
on the back of this game here where we won that one, where we edged it a little bit, and this one we edged a loss out of this one. Liberal Nick, I mean, I'm quite disappointed this one. It's sad was sitting there, you know, in front of me, and I was just going, you know, I, I can't take this. And maybe it's a Blackburnism with me because I, I, I've been to Blackburn so many times now as well, and uh, the thought of losing at Blackburn is just, it's just, it just, it just, it's almost like it's, it's too much for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a long, it's, it's a long distance. It's in the middle of nowhere. Normally, the atmosphere there it isn't great. Uh, it's not their fault. They've gone through a lot of issues, a lot of problems, and uh, so, so for me, I'm just sort of thinking that I would have loved to have got a victory at Blackburn today, just to get rid of those skeletons, the Blackburn skeletons. But it didn't happen, and uh, it didn't ever look like it was going to happen, did it? We fell into a hole in Blackburn today. It was a sort of bit yeah, Really, there wasn't that much to get excited about from either team. I don't. Yeah, Blackburn didn't didn't present that many chances a couple of chances Rea made one really good save and, and another one he uh, he, uh, he you know two, actually no Rea made two very very good saves so just, just thinking back on it but I'm you know those are the type of games that if you want to get automatic promotion you should go and win if you want to be challenging for a top six position you're going to lose occasional games like that we're still in eighth position as it stands tonight you know look at what pre- happened to Preston Preston got turned over 4-0 um, so their, their, their uh, run of good fortune is, uh, is, is possibly running out and we might well be replacing it I thought I wasn't certain about like others have said earlier I wasn't certain about starting Zamburic and Jensen tonight Zamburic particularly I think is an impact sub and I'd like to see him come later on when people are tired but you know Hey, you win some, you lose some, and, the, and tonight we lost. But full, as you were saying, Bill, really the the, the champions tonight were the people, the Brentford fans who travelled, because you know to go up to Blackburn on a Wednesday night, cold, wet, and travelling back tonight. I hope they all make it back safely. Listen, I mean, look, this is not a position, you know, and we're not sitting in there thinking that we're going to slagging the team off. But at the end of the day, you know, we're here to make analysis. We sit down there, we watch the game. You know, we sit in the pub and we talk about the match, about things that may or may not have happened, um, things that may have gone right, things might not have gone right. Like I said to you, it's easy in retrospect. It's easy after the game for us to say certain things. But what was interesting, though, is uh, during the game or even before the game, a lot of people were quite interested by a few of the changes that were made by Thomas Frank. In particular, like I said, Jan Zambrek, who had a brilliant game on Saturday, as well, he put, put in the side, and, 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 and De Silva was out, and Buemo was out as well. Now, the interesting thing was that Norgard, who's a player who was he'd been suspended, he was out for the game, and people, there's always a, you know, there's a question mark about Norgard and Jensen playing together. Norgard came back in, and Jensen was in the side as well, and I've noticed a couple of comments flying around saying, Norgard and Jensen... He had the perfect opportunity for putting Norgard and De Silva in the side today, and it didn't happen. Do you think that was a bit of a fluff from Thomas Flake, who we had him on the podcast a few weeks ago, Pride of West Dot London, check it out, brilliant podcast. Thomas Frank, the head coach of Brentford, on there, and he admits to mistakes that he might have made. Do you think that might have been a mistake not putting Norgard and De Silva in from, from, from minute one? I was just a little bit surprised with um, why we played um, Mococcio on, on the left 
not rather than in the middle. They put Norgard in the middle, and then they played a little blondie on the right-hand side, where his two performances against Wigan and against um, the team we played last week, which I can't remember. Reading. Reading. He was superb on the left, and they played him on the right, starting. Why why make a debutant start? You, you talk about, um, again, Jan Zamberic, yeah? yeah? Yeah, absolutely, whose name I can't pronounce. So I was surprised by that. So, um, I, so, so you try to say that he's, he's basically tried to sort of kind of crowbar him in for the sake of it, but not in the right position. Is that, is that what you're thinking? Absolutely. I, I couldn't see the point of doing that. And I thought it was a shame for the young guy because he'd um, had a 25 minutes against Wigan because of an unfortunate injury. He had a lovely little cameo against Reading. And he did really, really well on the left in the same position. And then for his debut, you play him on the right. So I was just surprised at that. But there again, I believe in so much in what we're doing at the moment. I, I feel a bit... Um, mean to be sort of picking holes in what we're trying to do okay but if you feel but listen you know it's all here we're having a few beers now post-match we've got to match and you know listen we think thomas frank has done he's done great things for brentford and there's no problem in us picking holes because the thing is that brentford today we're not at the races compared to what we've seen in recent matches so we have to ask the question why that was the case were we just tired was it the wrong formation? Was it the wrong players? Was it just that we just couldn't be bothered? Was it just too far north? I, I mean, I have got no idea. It seemed to me, again, we were quite happy to almost not give up on, but uh, not put our best team on. And I don't quite understand the logic of that. If you're playing against uh, Luton on Saturday at home against the bottom side, you would think that's the time to play your slightly second-string players. I don't understand why you go away to a team up north in midweek where you're not going to get big support and play a slightly weaker side. That's the thing I'm questioning in my own mind. I don't get it. And, and again, this is the other thing, and we met Thomas the other day, and a lot of people say it's wicked, Thomas, but they think that sometimes they question some of the decisions that he's made. And even in the past, some of the formations that he's made, some of the teams that he's put out, sometimes you get them spot on. And I suppose sometimes you have to... Uh, you have to experiment, yes, but maybe this is one experiment too far. I'm all for, all for being brave at times, and I think you should do it. And as a proper leader, which Thomas clearly is, he should do that. But on this occasion, I think um, I, I cannot quite see the logic. But there again, I can't quite see the logic of a lot of what Thomas has been successful at doing. So <laughs> I'm a bit thick on the quiet, to be honest. <laughs> listen, listen, today's game... I know you were very animated during the game. You thought that we should have got uh, a lot more out of this game. Why do you think that we didn't get the result that we wanted? I just want to say is... Um, uh, sorry, I'm not used to talking on him. Right. say what you feel. No, it's just that uh, I thought we, we were undone by uh, a side that weren't that good. They, they came out, wanted a draw... And uh, and they didn't really want to play, so they got an early goal and they defended after that. And I think we could have played a lot better. But uh, I, I don't want to talk about football too much because um, I'm shy. No, but you're shy. But the thing is that they, I mean, I'd say Blackburn are quite good at doing this, right? Blackburn. I remember a couple of seasons ago we played them very early on in the season. 
you know what I'm saying and uh, it was uh, horrendous because I remember watching it and uh, they were awful right we were we weren't great but they were awful and they managed to nick one goal and then defended that goal and then at the end of the day we uh, that was it we couldn't get a result out of it I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Blackburn it wasn't wasn't it wasn't Bolton I think it was Blackburn and 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 when we it's almost like we get up by thinking we've managed to cure the problems that we've had and these sides who completely and utterly frustrate us I mean like on Saturday Reading Reading almost out frustrated us you know what I'm saying they, if they'd nicked that goal when Puskas came down and Raya had a brilliant save if they'd scored that goal and gone 1-0 up we might have ended up losing 1-0 with that game because they frustrated the hell out of us niggly little fouls in the middle of the area not allowing us to play and I'm just wondering whether or not we're still struggling to play against these sides who don't allow us to play our game well I don't want to look backwards but um, the reason why Blackburn are a good side they've got their front three established they've been playing together for years and they're a good side Dak, Graham you know Downing they're good players I don't want to talk about what we do about selling players, but we do sell players. So we're, we're on the upward curve, you know. They played well because they knew how to play. But um, my question is... Um, sorry to be giving you dead air, but uh, I just think we could... We need to concentrate on our, our midfield more. That's all I want to say, because uh, De Silva is the future to me. That's all I'm saying. So you're feeling this De Silva. Listen, I'm going to go to the galley man over here. The galley man. The galley man here. Listen, listen. As frustrated as the rest of our, as, as of us were in the house here today, frustrated with that result, do you think that that was a, was a fair result? I mean, we use the word fair result. Do you think that was a fair result? Brentford got nil point. Do you think we deserve nil point from that game? I think so. It's hard to argue that we were any better than it sort of showed. Looks seemed to be very slow, static in possession. The ball seemed to go sideways across the back four for most of the game. I know it was hard to watch with the screen that we had, but we just didn't seem to have any tempo and urgency. So I can't really argue with a slow start. Didn't get any better. End result, nothing. It's interesting. I mean, we talked about that, about the slow start. I mean, Brentford are very good when they start moving the ball around fast and a bit of tempo. But today... We seem to be very slow, and I've got I've got no idea what that's happened. Is that, is that part of the tactics, or could they just not be bothered? Um, I think a couple of the midfielders, Makocho looked a bit slow and off the pace. Um, Shan's coming for his first game, so you can't be blaming him. Ben Rama seemed to wander around a bit aimlessly, so just didn't seem to be any drive and determination that maybe De Silva gives you on another day. So yeah, maybe the wrong selection at the wrong time. I personally thought he'd have put uh, Jan Zorenbrecht, whatever his name is, on for Saturday rather than today with a slightly easier home game rather than a tricky away debut to start with. But he knows them better than we do. But yeah, it just didn't seem to be anyone getting the game by the scruff of the neck and driving us on. And it's interesting you said that. I mean, somebody else said that a little bit earlier on. The, the, the Bidet said that as well. And again, this is not a disrespect to Thomas Frank, but you know, again, sometimes there's a bit of queries going on there and fair play to him for for actually making a bold move by bringing in this new player who played very well on Saturday but it doesn't necessarily mean that he can do it on a cold Wednesday night in Blackburn does it? 
not not when you got someone like Brian, who's seems obviously fit. He's on the bench. He's playing you know, reasonably well. He's not. He must be quite fresh. He's not played that many games this season, so it just seemed a strange time to throw him in with Luton at home on Saturday. Having watched them last night, they're certainly an average-looking side that might be more suited for him playing against. But yeah. listen, we're here in the boozer after our little kind of watching party. If a few of us here together. It was it was it was nice actually. I mean, the thing about it is like respect to the player, the fans and that, the people that couldn't have done it. You know, you were in Kosovo with me last week, so getting any more time off work, you've got no more time off work. You know what I'm saying? So even to get down to the boozer here for seven o'clock was quite difficult for yourself. But, you know, so like I said to you, there's a lot of other fans out there, very difficult. So they've had to watch it on your red button, on your iFollow and stuff like that. And uh, today, I had a feeling we would get a good result today, and that's why. Possibly, not even possibly, I know, I'm, I'm a bit gutted today that we didn't get the result that we deserve. Are you gutted like me? Yeah, I'm very disappointed. I think we played so well recently, we got the results. Um, I feel we can go, we can play any team in this league, home or away, get a result. Particularly away from home, we've been pretty convincing. We've scored goals, we've uh, played some decent, decent football. It just uh, went a bit pear-shaped tonight. I think uh, fair play to Blackburn, Tony Mowbray, Wydell Fox. He set up pretty well for us. Um, I think with a slow play, it's hard to explain that one. Maybe we were trying to draw Blackburn on, but they weren't having it. And uh, we didn't really have a sort of plan B to actually accelerate the game, get the crisp passing going and open up to opportunities. Just didn't happen tonight. These things happen. But disappointed, very disappointed. Do you think, again, I mean, you, you've sort of said these things happen. I mean, sometimes, in the, you know, we've seen in all seasons, you've seen teams that have been running away a bit. Sometimes they have a night where it literally just is, just doesn't happen. And do you think that that was just that night for us? Or is it as, if you listen to some of the pundits, some of them are like very nervous of putting their money on Brentford because they say, we've backed Brentford all the time. And then when it comes to them, delivering at the last moment they always fluff it it's almost like they get to the finish line and then they fall over and it's almost like you know Brentford in paper are a brilliant side and they do all the right things and they get some results and then when it comes to them getting a result which they should get on paper they don't get it so you know I'm just wondering whether or not are we again one of these sides again going through one of these seasons where we Everyone says, listen, we should be right out there. Everyone has said, with the team that we've got, everything we've got, we should be easily within the playoffs. But we seem to be stumbling to try and get across that playoff line. What is the issue? I think really um, it's turnover of players, consistency, people learning the team, people learning the league. We know how good our eleven is. And maybe up to 14, 15, 16 even. We know how good they are. And we can go good runs. We can have fantastic games. We can tear teams apart. Not going to do it every week. If, the, if we had one, Why? one 11... Why? Why? Why, can't, why can't we do it every week? Theoretically, you can. But the, if why? The, I don't understand. Why can't we do it every week? If we've got great players, then why can't we do it every week? Because it's not just down to us, it's down to the opposition. No, but listen, this is beaten. If we've got great players, we've got great tactics, this is beaten. Why can't we? When we've got players... This is the whole thing. 
why why are we so submissive to say we it's so easy to say we just can't do it every week technically we can if we just beat them well I mean if I was manager I wouldn't be submissive maybe I'd put you in charge tell you <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is, that's an easy option <laughs> I like the adoption yeah. I think we know we're capable of beating any team in this league like I said earlier but what team goes out every week and wins it just doesn't happen in football theoretically that. Listen, game Supes, by game you can do that I hear what you're saying Supes. we're good enough to do it and we've, we we fought up not, not, not even against listen if we lose against Leeds United I'll get it if we lose against West Brom I'll get it if we lose against even maybe Preston at the moment I'll get it but you know and this is not teams like you know what I'm saying but we're going to be good enough with the players that we've got the money you spent and the tactics and everything like that to beat particular types of teams so should we be really submissive to say oh well you know this is just the way it goes because if it is we, we need to just basically get ourselves and our heads into being a mid-table club 14th, 13th, 12th, 11th. Honestly, oh, that's, that's, that's where it goes. I'm absolutely not saying that. I'm saying being real, realistic. The players won't for one second be submissive like that and thinking, oh, we'll win some, we'll lose some, we'll be mid-table. They go out all the time thinking we can win this. Uh, we, we're we're going to do our best to win it. Did we see our best tonight? We didn't. I don't know the reasons for that necessarily. Neither I do put, I. I put, I, I put conjecture on it. But I, I can't, the players know more than me and the manager will know them more than me. Why it didn't happen tonight? Now, we will go out. It doesn't mean we'll, we'll, we think we'll win one, lose one. Uh, we might be with a duo win against Luton next time out. Every game, the players go out and do it. As a supporter, I'm not going to sit back and think we're going to win every game. I know ev- every game we're capable of winning. We've seen every game we're capable of not winning. So that's just me as supporter being sub, uh, not submissive but realistic. Thinking we've got a decent side. We're not going to turn up every week and win. It's okay. It's a submissive, submissive activity going on here. But listen, we're going to talk about that. But listen, we're sitting here, we're in the boozer, a little bit despondent, watching the game, all characters watching Champions League and all this kind of stuff, which is absolutely nowhere near us. No interest. Um, maybe what we'll do is we'll have a little look around the league just to see exactly where we sit and what is going on with Brentford and the league and the fact that we could be near the playoffs but we're not quite near the playoffs at the moment. So, I mean, we thought game's over. It's a good time to talk about, you know, the championship where we're at now. There's 17 stroke 18 games being played by teams at the moment now and um, you know that means that we're getting to almost halfway through the season you know and uh, we really need to know how we think that we're going to do I mean we've had a, a relatively slow start we think we've had a very very good spell this is a real setback today losing to Blackburn but saying that we're still, Brentford are still in the same position. We're still eighth at the moment now. You know, okay, Hull are creeping up on us with a fantastic, and I will say Hull, tip your hats to you, fantastic 4-0 win against QPR tonight. <laughs> and that is that QPR. Uh, 
Preston. Uh, Cole beat Preston. Uh, Hull... Forest, 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 Forest. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's a Hull beat Preston today, and uh, and uh, uh, that's right. And uh, Forest beat QPR as well tonight, which is a very, very good result. It's, it was a little bit gutted because uh, we thought that we did very well uh, when we beat QPR, but you know, not Forest has gone even one stage further, and it's almost like it's the battle of the old managers because you know, two of uh, Mark Warburton's old sides have gone down to Loftus Road and given him a right good spanking this season and I think he won't be very too happy about that but what I'm going to say just coming back to this is uh, this season um, a lot of people have been saying that they always say the league isn't as strong as it was the season before but it's very obvious that there's a couple of you know decent sides that are pulling away in this one and one of them is Leeds United and the other one is West Brom and West Brom went on today and uh, the, the West Brom played today they played Bristol City who ironically Bristol City are just outside the number 7th at the moment now on uh, 20, 29 points just outside there but they got battered by West Brom 4-1 at the Hawthorns today so I mean maybe that's a little bit of a signal that's going on as well as what's, what's, what's happening Leeds United uh, to be fair Leeds United a lot of people have been saying that Leeds haven't been playing that well they played Luton the other day struggling the other day against Luton but they managed to get a last-minute winner again against Reading last night again. And I watched the match. It was all right. It wasn't that big deal. But they got like an 87th or 88th-minute winner, Leeds United. Now, is that the side of a team that is going to be going up? They should have gone up last season. And are those the two sides that we have to just forget? And then we need to concentrate on everybody else. Laney? Well, um, I heard and I read some really good information on Leeds last night. And it was from a Sheffield United blog, and they said... Which one? Well, I can't remember. It was the analytic... The the analytic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and they said, we're about to hear a load of shit about Leeds United grinding out results in the last minute. And what it said was that Leeds United absolutely deserved the win because they stuck to the right game plan throughout the whole game. They bossed the match. They, They snuffled out Reading... And eventually they, they got their chance. And that's pretty much the same game plan as Brentford do. And, you know, some games it works. You know, Leeds United are probably a, a better equipped team than we are, marginally. But I think over the nine months of the season, which is my trademark, I think, I think we're going to be there or thereabouts, you know. And, 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 and when, when, the, when the results go for you and your attacking intent... Um, deserves the win then you can't slag the team off necessarily when everything goes your way and you don't score tonight was one of those it just didn't work out for us and I just think you know the team stuck to their game plan and most times tonight was a draw if not a win I I disagree with Lady on that one. I think that Leeds and uh, West Brom are going to walk walk away with walk away with 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 this team. Leeds Leeds, if they have a little flutter fault over uh, December, they'll be able to come in in the January transfer window. They'll spend big on some players that have probably got a bit of experience to you know hold them and put them in. Leeds have got that money. Hold on, because. When, when, did I see, when did I say Leeds and West Brom weren't going to walk away with the league? 
I just said that we weren't as good as Leeds at what we do. I didn't. So Leeds and West Brom will probably go up automatically, and I just say that we are a lesser, quite a lesser version of Leeds, but a, a, you know a great team, and we will be there or thereabouts. We won't go up automatically. We'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, no, that, yeah, well, that, that allows me to develop my argument, which is that actually I do see us being a playoff team. For instance, Fulham have actually had some pretty weak opposition in the first half of the season. They've got some tough teams to play uh, coming up, you know, and I think we'll see Fulham falling, falling down the table. You know, when we beat them on December the 14th, I, we, I can easily see us going above Fulham on that particular day. Mark my words on that one. So it should be a successful time. So all that I will say is that Brentford are a playoff team. They're not an automatic team. At the moment, I would have thought six, fifth or six is probably as high up the table as we're likely to get. But, you know, that's better than my prediction before the season, which was we'd finish our average 10th. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk to you about this as well because I think it's quite important because you say we're a playoff team. We say West Brom and Leeds, one and two. So the playoff teams at the moment now are Fulham, Nottingham Forest, Preston and Swansea. Then out of that, you've got Bristol City and Brentford. So basically, you're saying that we should be taking the place of one of Fulham, Nottingham Forest, Preston and Swansea. And if it is one of those teams that we should be taking the place of, Savvy B, who do you think it should be? Uh, well, I think we've already uh, beaten Swansea uh, quite comfortably 3-0 away from home. Uh, so there's, there's no reason why we can't catch them. Um, uh, Forest are a strange team. I know they beat us, but I'm not sure they really deserve to. And uh, I think their Justice League positioning is, isn't very good at all. It's really way down. Again, and I'm going to come back to that as well, because I think you made a very good point there, and I think it's very important to do this. I mean, listen... Uh, <laughs> Listen, I know a lot of people don't believe this, but we talk about the XG, the Justice League. Let us talk about this now as well, where the Justice League, as they say to you, is where the statisticians say we should be based on the opportunities that we make, the chance that we make. So Leeds United, uh, top. They should be top, right, is what they say. So Leeds United, top of the, the Justice League, and they're right up there. So Leeds United should be where they are. To be quite honest with you, Leeds United actually created... Uh, put away all the chances they had they should be about 10 or 12 points above of us then you've got West Brom as well um, interestingly West Brom are actually punching higher than they should be second but they, they said they'd be seventh Fulham are the same thing as well they should be punching higher interestingly out of all the top eight teams including Brentford they're all punching higher than they should be Bristol City according to the Justice League should be 17th but they're 7th and the Forest should be 20th but they've put away their chances so I see what you're saying, Sav, about that. Frustrating, but I think what is quite nice is the fact that Brentford are actually eighth, where the Justice League should be should be tenth. So actually, we're doing better than actually, which makes an absolute change from back in the old days. To, to be honest, like it's getting to the stage now where either you buy in or you don't buy into this system, and I'm I'm happy to buy into it for the moment because the. Uh, the stats have shown overall, over a longer period of time, to show that if you do continue doing the right things, you get that league position. Things do work out over time. If they don't work out over time, then I'll, I'm quite happy to put my hand up and say I was wrong to buy into this system. That's why I'm really not going to get, you know, obviously I'm upset tonight. But I'm not going to get too over upset over it because you got you got to look over the you know five out of seven 
you know, we've won five games out of seven games. I'm really not going to start jumping up and down and, and, and being irate over this because if we go and win against Luton on Saturday, then it, it's, we're, we've, we've resurrected. We're, we're, we're no further behind than where we are. And you can't win every bloody game. And I'm just going to say a quick point of what Sav said as well about, and Liberal Nick said, about you know where the positions are and the teams are that we're competing against. Like Fulham, and they're third in the league, which is great, but Fulham haven't really done anything against, or very much against sides who were within the top six or the top eight. A lot of the sides are like, I think, in the, in the bottom part of the league. So the next few games, including us, is going to be a real test for Fulham. And also, like Mitrovic is their top boy if they ever lost him or if he decides to have a dry up period Fulham are in a lot of trouble so that is for us is quite an interesting I mean we can argue that the same thing about Ollie Watkins but we're trying to spread the goals amongst uh, a few of the players there so you've got Fulham Nottingham Forest as we say to you they're, they're one of these sides which I, I can't quite work out what's going on there they're getting the results and fair play to them and fair play to their new manager Preston North End they seem to be going through a tough time at the moment in Swansea. So it seems to be game on at the moment. Yeah, exactly that. I think that, that there's a good chance that we can snaffle one of those uh, top six positions. I think if you look at our current form, yes, five out of seven, but it's also four out of six, which is uh, two points a game. So, I mean, that is the, you know, the, the, the sort of the holy grail, isn't it? You get two points a game, you're going to go up. So, you know, even our current form is, is good. And there's no reason why we can't continue that. And, uh, and improve. You know, we know there's still lots of improvement in our team. You know, we've got Ollie Watkins up front on his own. Not, doesn't get a rest because there's no one else to replace him. Come January, there's going to be a few other options. So, you know, there's, it's, it's, there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot of new players that we've still got to bed in who've got to really find their form. There's a lot of young players on the bench. I mean, the bench on Saturday, the outfield players, had a, an average age of 19. And today was probably no different. So, you know, we, we, we've got a hell of a lot of potential to get better. And, uh, you know, I think, I think there's a very good chance we will. Listen, an excellent chance that we will do. I mean, listen, listen, guys, I'm just going to talk to you here as well, because, listen, I'm going to just draw you back to exactly a month ago. We played Queen's Park Rangers at their stadium. And if we had lost to QPR, they would have gone into, I think it was second position, wasn't it? You know, they would, have got into set, they would have gone into second position. As we have now today, Queen's Park Rangers have lost at home to Nottingham Forest 4-0. We're in eighth position and QPR are at the moment now, I mean, I don't even know what they are, they're 16th. So in the space of, what, three weeks, three and a bit weeks, including an international break, QPR have gone down from being potentially second to being 16th in the league. How mad is this, is this championship? Well, it is a quite extraordinary league, but we've had an extraordinary run. That's the only reason we're anywhere near where we are at the moment. But I think um, our extraordinary run may um, hide, camouflage some of our deficiencies, possibly. I wasn't too impressed today, I must admit. I'm so glad I didn't spend £88 get one way to go up there. But um, I think uh, we aren't exactly what we ought to be to get anywhere near automatic promotion but possibly sneak into the playoffs if we can sneak into the playoffs I'll be the most happy Brentford fan you will ever find and just coming back to this what are the deficiencies that we've got to not make us automatic 
well, today I thought the, the squad looked weak. I thought the selection was weak. Um, and I, I thought the whole play was weak. I mean, it started when you saw Pontus not once playing forward with a ball, which he's done for the last three games, straight down the middle, along the ground, over and over again which made him look like a proper footballer. And we didn't see any of that today at all. Which I was really disappointed at. It may have been because Blackburn dropped deep and stopped that ball going through. And Ollie Watkins showed very, very little again today. Showed like he wasn't really a centre-forward and um, didn't really look up for it, which is disappointing. But these are all minor gripes, considering where we are. You know, when we run five on the trot and I'm griping, which is ludicrous of me to gripe. So um, I'm a huge realist, but I want us to be sneaking around the playoffs, and I think we will be. Listen, listen, suits. Uh, so I've got the suits to be in the house here as well. Listen, we've got. I've got to ask you because we went up to Preston a few weeks ago. We had a we had a brilliant oh, a couple of months ago now. We had a brilliant time up at Preston, but we had to sort of erase the game from our memory banks because we. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we just got smashed up there. Preston just did a job on us and it was all over. Everyone has been raving about Preston North End. A side to a solid Alex Neal, he did the same thing with Norwich, they've done the business and people and, and, and their and their figures, their stats have looked, you know, equaled what they've been doing. Last couple of away games in particular, they've looked quite rubbish. From a Derby County, they got smashed as well. And then now today at Hull, they've got 4 0 I'm just wondering to you, like, you know, Preston, I'm talking about Preston, Preston and in general, they lost 4-0 to Hull today. What does that say to you about our league and what does that say to you about us? Uh, the league is pretty screwed up, I think. It's so hard to predict. You can be, have as much faith in your team as you want and how you play, how you go about things. I think what I was touching earlier, there's just simply no guarantees whatsoever. You have to be really strong. I think, like, say, Leeds, West Brom are really strong. You never know what Leeds might do in the last uh, eight, six weeks of the season. You know what I mean? But it's so hard to predict. You do your best week in, week out. But sometimes, like Preston, and like, to an extent Blackburn today, they can do a job on you. doesn't mean you're a bad side. doesn't mean you're going to lose loads of games. You could go on and win loads of games. Like we won the was it five out of seven? So you just you just do not know with this league. It's a messed up league. Listen, listen. I'm going to ask. So listen, I'm just quickly going to go around the table here because we're talking about the league and we're talking about where we're at. We've seen our results. We've seen where the way we're playing. We've seen we've seen most of the teams play at the moment now. Liberal Nick, I'm going to ask you. Look at that. You know, where do you say that we stand in this league at this moment at, the, at this moment in time? You know, we've got West Brom and Leeds up the top there. We've got Fulham, Nottingham Forest, Preston, Swansea. They've got Bristol City and Brentford. We're at eighth position. Do you think that's a fair position? Or where do you think, literally, we stand or where we should stand? Liberal Nick. I think, actually, given our results so far this season, we're probably about where we should be. You know, eighth, just challenging three, point, three points off the playoffs. If you wanted my prediction now, I think we'll finish in fifth or sixth place. Uh, I can't see can't see anything other than the top two as it currently stands automatically going up Fulham and Notts Forest Preston and Swansea I, I think are probably our rivals for that, that for that um, uh, fifth and sixth place that's where I see one of those two 
the lady. Look, you know, people are going to call me boring and they're going to say I'm a sycophant. You're going to say I'm a, you're going to say I'm a sycophant, but you know, a, a, I'm really, a, I'm really delighted that we're in this division. B, I, I just think eighth place, considering what a, an average start to the season we've had, is ain't a bad place to be, if I'm honest with you. And we've got, it's all to play for. I've, I've trademarked it's a nine-month season. And we will not be judged until we get to the 5th of May or whenever it is. Last the judge, I'm asking you a prediction. What do you reckon? Where should we should be? Where should we be now? We should be exactly where we are. You know, I, I actually think 8th... I'd, I'd love us to be above where we are. I, I think we deserve to be where we are. I think our, our football at times deserves to be better. Um, but we, we are going to make mistakes. So, 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 so Swansea above to, deserves to be above us then. Well, if if they are, then probably yeah. Well, that's like saying I mean I'm not valid, but that's like saying if you score one goal, some, another team scores another goal, even though you've had a million chances, then that's what they deserve. Well, I, I, I haven't looked at I haven't compared Swansea's predicted league and XG and all that no, compared to XG. I'm just I'm just wondering. I, 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 I don't know. I don't, my, my answer to your question is I don't know whether they deserve to be above us or below us in the table. I know I know that you asked me the question was are you happy where we are? Um, and I am happy where we are. I'm happy where Brentford are. We're three points off of playoff place when we haven't been brilliant all season. And we are, we are missing um, some really important players. Canos, um, the, 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 the striker that we, we thought that we were missing when we, when we reached the, um, you know, the transfer window. Corellis is uh, hopefully is going to come back and be a you know, an important part of our season. So, so considering everything, yeah, I'm I'm happy that we are three points off the playoff place with three quarters of the season to go or two thirds of the season to go. Yeah, I think I think um, be consistent with the lads here. I think we are pretty much where we deserve to be at the moment. Um, there's not too many results where I can say. We haven't got what we deserved. The Birmingham on, on the opening, opening day, obviously. But there's not many since then. I think results have been pretty much fair. You know, that some games you deserve better, some games you don't. You get more than you deserve. So it's pretty much where we are. I'm, I'm fairly happy with that. I'd love to be top of the league. But we've got plenty of time. Players come back, players come in. January could be good. We can bring it on, so... I'm disappointed tonight. I'm pretty cool where we are in the league table at the moment. I think being uh, one one win away from the uh, the playoffs is is fine. I think that's exact pretty much where we should be. I think um, we've we've played some great football this season. Really enjoying it. We've, as I said before, we are bedding in quite a few new players. We have we're still struggling with the loss of Sawyer's and, and Mope. And uh, I, th- I think being being eight. Uh, three points off the playoffs is fine and I think you know it's down to what we do now we can either uh, screw it up because uh, there's a lot of teams behind us there's a lot of teams only three points behind I think there's another eight teams within three points of us so we could screw it up by, by losing a bit of form and then going down the table and then having to do catch up or we can just keep plugging away keep getting uh, a win uh, a draw a loss a kit, another win another win 
and just keep keep ticking over and and staying within uh, distance. So when it comes to January, we can keep our players. We can get some some of the players that we know that are coming in. Maybe Emiliano back, and you know we we can move forward. I'm really I'm really going to try and make my New Year's resolution not to get too carried away when we win and whenever we lose not to just go into complete meltdown you know what, what, what we've got here is a really good squad that probably isn't quite as strong as it was last year but we're we're evolving and I, I just I just think we we have to expect a few things just not to go the right the right way or the way we want sometimes and you know I'm not I'm not happy ever with us losing but you know to, to start jumping up and down and and demanding that you know we've made fundamental errors when we've won five out of seven games I just think we need to just get a little bit of perspective and you, you, again people are going to find that boring I have to agree that this is the time I can agree with Dave. I'd far rather be watching a team playing football like Brentford does, which will always produce its ups and downs, rather than grinding out results, which, which Leeds are doing. West Brom are playing decent football. Leeds are grinding out results. Brentford are playing brilliant football. Listen, Leeds are doing. Listen, Leeds are doing what they're doing, and they're yes, they're grinding out results. They're not. To be quite honest, Leeds aren't as good as what people may have thought they may have been from last season. But they're doing all right. The one thing that we're going to look at these playoff places, Fulham, I'm going to be honest with you, Mitrovic is the man. If Mitrovic stops scoring, it's all over for them. They haven't been doing and playing as good as they have to be. You look at them, their first 20 minutes against QPR, they were particularly average. And Fulham are a team that 100% are within our sights. We should be having Fulham. Nottingham Forest, I'm not being funny, but they beat us up at their place. I don't know what was going on there. Fluffed it, right? We fluffed it there as well. And they're getting the results. Fair play, they beat QPR here as well today. And listen, I've got, as you know, I've got chums at all these clubs, so I'm not knocking these people. But Nottingham Forest as well, this is another one that I don't quite, quite get because we should be having this. I think for us to sit down and say, oh, we're quite happy to sit in eighth or ninth position, we could quite easily be taking Nottingham Forest out if we're actually delivering the results we should be. So Fulham and Forest are the two people. Preston, I have actually got, I've got respect for those guys because even though they lost the last two results, they're a proper resilient. And also Neil with Norwich, he knows actually how to get out of this league. So Preston are a team that should be there or thereabouts. And also Swansea, come and say that Swansea should be there. No, Swansea, I'm sorry, but we smashed them 3-0. They've had some great results. Okay, fair enough, but we should be out there. So there's three or four teams in that playoff zone which I think that we should be or could be taking out. So I think that we need to be a little bit more positive about the way we go about doing the things, how we should be going. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that we're in eighth position and three points off the playoffs, but Fulham, Nottingham Forest and Swansea are three teams that I think that we should be smashing off the park and we should be getting in there and we should be completely confident that we should be lodging ourselves in the playoffs because if those three teams can do it, then we can do it as well. But anyway, listen, forget about that because we've lost today against Blackburn, but we got a game on Saturday against Luton. And this is where we can get our three points back and get back on track. Lewis Williams, the vlogger from Luton Town, is going to give us his thoughts on Luton and how they're going to do against the mighty, mighty bees. 
Hello, my name is Lewis Williams. I'm a sports journalist flash football content creator on YouTube. My YouTube channel name is Lewis Williams and I talk about Luton Town and the Championship. Now, from the age of two, that's when I've been supporting Luton Town. I've, been, I've watched us go from League Two to the Championship, Championship back to the Conference and then from the Conference back to the Championship. So I've seen plenty of promotions, but I've also seen plenty of relegations. So, the last couple of seasons now have been excellent to watch. Since Nathan Jones has come in, playing from the back, playing attacking football, attacking full-backs, goals from Danny Hilton and James Collins, it, it's been absolutely beautiful to watch attractive football and probably the best football which Luton have ever seen in the last, got to be in the last 20 years. It's been absolutely a delight to watch Luton and... You've got key players who are part of that, Alan Sheehan, but XB's player, Alan McCormack, he was so important. When he was fit and he was not injured, Alan McCormack was brilliant. He's one of those players where you wish you had him five years younger. He was outstanding. On his debut, scoring that class goal against Jovial, he became a fan favourite from that point onwards. And it's just a shame he was at that age where he just he couldn't, last playing in a higher division he just had to drop down because his injuries they were getting too much for him but he was outstanding he was a leader on the field he had that aggressive side which fans loved and it's just a shame he just couldn't last a few more years in a higher league but he was brilliant for us and I wish him all the best at Northampton but Nathan Jones he got us playing that style of football which benefited McCormack which benefited Danny Hilton which benefited like everyone, it was such a delight to watch. And obviously, since Nathan Jones has gone to Stoke, well, he went to Stoke, now been sacked. We've had McCarford in, who obviously, he just needed to maintain that winning mentality, which he did. And that's why we won League One. We weren't meant to win League One last year. That was, definitely was not the aim to win League One. It was just to sustain being a League One club, obviously, as we just got promoted to League One. But to get promoted... First time of asking in League One was fantastic, and like the fans are loving, well, were loving football at the time. Now, since Graham Jones has taken over, mixed like reviews, mixed opinions on him. There's been games this season which we felt as fans that we should have won, like Cardiff, for example, Sheffield Wednesday. There's been Derby, we should have done better. There's been a lot of games this season where we should have done better. Our performances deserved a lot more. And there's been a few times this season as well where team selections haven't been the best, the tactics haven't been the best, and that's been down to Graham Jones. But what a lot of fans are getting annoyed is that Charlton are doing a lot better than what Luton are doing. Even though Luton have just beaten Charlton recently, Charlton have had a lot of players out injured, but when they've got a fully fit squad, they are a really good side. But on paper, when you look at it, Luton should be doing as well as Charlton because... We've got the we've got championship players. We've got players of that quality, but I just don't think certain players at the squad are taking that next step up. For example, the defence at Luton have not been doing it. Like Bradley Pearson, I think they're struggling with that step up in mentality of actually can we become championship defenders? Because in League One and League Two, if you make a mistake, you can get away with it. But in the championship, you just can't. And there's been so many games this season. I think it has, it's happened in every game. But recently against Charlton, Bradley just made a poor like, pass. 
and Cholton literally scored for like 20 seconds after it. And it's been stuff like that which has been a re like a reoccurring theme. And you can't blame Nick Graham Jones for that. However, what you can blame Graham Jones for is not bringing in like decent quality of players in who can obviously handle the championship. Yes, we've not got the budget. Yes, that's a massive factor in it. But I still think we should be doing a lot better than what we currently are. And that's not just because we've played a lot of attractive football and we're used to having that winning mentality. It's just that the, the way we've been performing this year, we've actually matched against teams in the championship. We're just not getting that result. And that's what's really frustrating fans at the moment. But getting that win against Cholton, hopefully that can build on a really good run. We've got Brentford away this week, so that's going to be really interesting. But certain players need to step up, like Sonny Bradley, like Matty Pearson. But at the same time, we've got decent players on really good form. Pelly Roddick has been like has made a massive step up. He's been with us since the conference. He's the only player as well. He's been with us since the conference. Izzy Brown has been excellent since he's been with us. Since he's been fully fit, he's a different player. And Graham Jones is getting the best out of him. James Collins as well. I would love him to score a lot more goals, but we're playing him in a different position where he's playing on the wide, not actually up front, which is a bit not normal because you would have thought our like top goal scorer in like in the last few seasons would be playing in a striker role but he actually isn't and lastly as well Harry Cornick surprising a few fans not many fans thought he'd be able to make the step up to this level but he's actually grabbing a few goals as well and putting in some really good performances now coming to Brentford I can't remember the last time we played you guys but it's been a very long time and the way you've been playing this season has been really good. You play attacking football on the floor. You basically have been playing the same like style of football what we've been playing the last two seasons, but just in the championship. And I think that would benefit Luton as well because we want to play... Like, every team we play so far this season, we want to actually play a game of football. We're not, a we're not that type of team who will... Play, yeah, we're not that type of team who would do park the bus. We're not. That's not. That's not the Luton way. The Luton way is playing attacking football. We want to play you. We want to give you a game. And I think the fact that Brentford do that as well is fantastic. But with it being your last season at Griffin Park, with you lot being not that far away from the playoffs, I do think it's going to be a tight game. And what a way it would be for Brentford to put down on like your club's history and getting promotion like, on your last season at Griffin Park before you move into that new stadium. Playing in, going playing Premier League football in a new stadium, that could be a potential some something potential could happen there. So it's gonna be a tough game. I think if Brentford do win on the week obviously do beat Luton on the weekend, they do they can potentially go into the go into those playoff places. But Luton, we need to make sure we build go we need to build we need to go on a run. Go on a bit of form and go on a run because losing five games on the bounce isn't good enough in any league. My score predictions, uh, my score prediction for this game will be a one-all draw. I do reckon we will get something from this game. That's just on the basis of we've literally just won a game, and I feel like we need to go on a run of form. We need to build some points now as this game is is massive for us because Stoke. Huddersfield, 
like there's a lot there's a lot of teams down at the bottom now who are starting to make that step up and they're going to build especially Stoke with their new manager they're going to want to build on so we need to make sure we're getting as many points as possible so that's that's my thoughts on Luton so far this season on the manager and also my thoughts on the game against Brentford thank you for having me so that was Lewis Williams Luton Town he's going to be down there on Saturday Luton coming down the first time they've been there for uh, I'm pretty sure it's like the first time since uh, 2009 the Andy Scott era when we played the last game of the season and we put them down we put them down you know and, and we went up and we were very happy that day and they were very not happy that day Again, we're not trying to rub it in the face because things have moved on and Luton have come up now, so they're very happy now. And we're quite happy now, except we were not that happy because we just lost against Blackburn, so we could be happier. But there's a lot of happiness going on, isn't there? But anyway, as we're going on, Luton Town are coming down and, uh, like I said, Lewis has told us the vibes about Luton. It's a bit of a... Luton, listen, we've been talking about the Luton game saying, listen, we've lost against Blackburn, but all we need to do is... win against Luton and it's going to be all over and I, I, I'm just a little bit nervous about the old you know just you know just the presumption because as you know like Luton they, they, they're good at coming back from losing positions so even if we go ahead they can get a goal back they're, they're good at attacking down the wings they're very good at uh, finishing scoring chances they're good at protecting the lead so we don't want them to go ahead and they're good at defending set pieces as well what they're not good at Avoiding offside, you know, defending counter attacks, right? Which hopefully will be on that at home. Avoiding individual errors so they fluff it as well. You know, stopping opponents from creating chances, and they're really bad at defending against long shots and aerial duels. So maybe that's what, you know, what we're going to get involved in. So Luton Town are coming down to Brentford on Saturday. Listen, we've been, it's almost like everyone around the table here is completely confident that we're just going to get three points against them. But it's not a given, is it, Seth? It's not a given at all. But uh, what I did like about um, yeah, Luton Man's... Lewis. Uh, Lewis. Lewis's uh, thing was that he said that they really play uh, uh, football. So they'd never part the bus. They just like to play good football. And that is exactly the kind of team that we will take apart at home. So uh, yeah, that's, that's good news for us, I think. Uh, we are a good side. Let's let's not forget this. I know we're disappointed today, frustrated, but we are a good side, and it sounds like the kind of side that we can really take to the sword. They might get some goals, but they they are going to let in goals against a team like us. So I'm I'm feeling really com- much more confident than, than against the Reading or the Huddersfield. I'm much more confident on uh, this Saturday. And, and to be fair as well, and listen to from what I've heard is that that they're. They're, they're, it's almost like they create some very good play and Lewis is really frustrated saying that we the results we've had it sounds quite Brentfordist actually you know the last couple of seasons where you've played brilliantly but the results haven't quite gone to plan so it's almost like you know the away team comes it's like when, when Middlesbrough used to come to us we play great against them and then you know, bang and they score a goal against you and I think that's the frustrations that they've had here they, 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 they're struggling in defence people are scoring against them all the time but it sounds like they're quite good in Frank. And they've also got Izzy Brown as well, who plays as, a, I think, he's a number 10. And, he's, and I think he's got the highest number of assists in the whole of the championship as well. So that's something we need to look out for. Soups? Yeah, um, not complacent at all about Saturday. We've been confident. But um, 
like saying this league's a bit messed up. You never know. We've got to be on our game. I think after tonight's performance, it's not very good. Frank will say, you need to deliver. You, you should deliver every time, obviously. But after, after Wednesday's result, you need to deliver. You need to get home victory. Go out there. Put some spark into your game, because spark was missing tonight. Tempo. Give it a go. But be wary. Luton might be down the bottom. Well, they are down the bottom league. But they've got some good players. Izzy Brownie mentioned plenty of assists. I don't know who's assisting, but he's assisting. So we've got to be on our metal. Keep it tight like we did against Reading. Keep a clean sheet, hopefully. But put our game on them. And if it's an open game, hopefully our quality will shine through. So bring it on. OK, so here's, here's my analogy. So if you had a heads or tails contest and you'd won five heads, if you called heads every time, five heads out of seven, you'd be wanking like Neil Shipperley. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll move on from that one because again, it's not necessarily appropriate from the situation because the Shipperley is, is no. Anyway, let's move on for that. But anyway, um, the Liberal. The words are, I could hardly get the words out. Um, but the other thing I thought I was interested in to learn that, that, that Luton, um, Luton fans say their two centre backs are quite slow, even their fans admit that. And that it creates real opportunities for us running, running at the centre backs. As, as Sav said, they are a footballing team. You can look at it from the stats. And that, you know, as Lewis said, he was happy with that happening. I can't. I think this is the type of game, actually, that it goes back to our discussion about the championship. If we actually do want to get into the playoffs, you have to be beating teams like Luton at home, which setting myself up for a fall there. But, 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 it's, I in, see that. but it's interesting you say that because it, 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 they said, you know, you've got slow centre backs, so we need to be fast against them. And just coming back to this game, where no one really mentioned. I mean, not be funny, but we were like, we were really pedestrian against Blackburn today weren't we I mean what was what was going on were we just like did we just like kind of didn't quite wind the clock up on all the players when they actually got out there in, into the dressing room did we run out of puff my only concern I was saying to you you know what will happen with the players you know will they get back on a coach tonight travel four and a half hours knowing, yeah, knowing, knowing, knowing the motorway closures will be six hours back from Blackburn arrive they get the day off tomorrow back in for a bit of light training and a, and a rub down as as Lady would would encourage them to have on Friday, and then they go on Saturday. It's a tough, tough league. It is a tough schedule. Tonight they probably ran out of puff. Let's hope they've got more puff inside them on Saturday. Listen, um, indeed. So, so listen. I mean, so, I mean, and for me, I'm thinking Luton Town. We need to be careful of them. Izzy Brown. We need to be on the money with this geezer. He's obviously like he—he's he, a playmaker. He didn't have a great season beforehand, um, but like this season he's had a great season. Even though Luton are at the bottom of the league, so we need to be on the money with him. They obviously also know how to score goals. You know they've been scoring goals, but they've been letting go goals for fun. So we need to uh, have our defensive game totally tight, and then be hitting them on the break. So I'm thinking, my fingers crossed, that we will be getting back on track against Luton on Saturday. I'm going to go around the table here because I think it's a very important lady. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Luton if I'm really honest with you. I mean, I've seen the highlights of the last few games and they're really like gung-ho and I like that. I like the fact that they know that um, the, the, the stats and all that is, is stacked against them, really. You know, they're not the best equipped 
for survival in this division, but they've got that certain extra ingredient, which is that they'll, they'll really dig deep. And I think they, that, that they, could, they could go away with a win against us on Saturday if we don't play it right. We could do. I'm just going to come back to this as well. Before we go to actually get it, because I was going to ask you for your uh, score predictions, but let's do a bit of a historic. I'm going to go historic because you know I like to do a little bit left field. Luton, we've played Luton yeah. so many times over the years. Just tell me, I just want to know any Luton games that you can remember and for any reason, Laney. Yeah, I, I can remember one Luton game when we were in the new inn when Luton decided that their... Luton fans? Luton characters decided to come back at, at 8 o'clock or whatever it was in the evening and uh, there was uh, shenanigans, let's put it that way, in the new inn. It was, which was well, and the bricklayers' arms. And the bricklayers, yeah, of course, yeah. The bricklayers' arms first, then the new inn second, in terms of the tsunami of nonsense that happened. Um, and yeah, so I'll, I'll always remember the fact that we we were attacked in the in the pub at eight o'clock at night when everyone had gone home, pretty much, apart from us alcoholics. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. And obviously there's some really good FA Cup wins at, um, at Kenilworth Road, and there's some really good important promotion wins at Kenilworth Road as well. So, yeah. I remember 99, which was, and it was the 10th anniversary of Hillsborough, and there was a, meant to be a minute's silence. Uh, before the game and they just chanted well a, a group of Luton fans just chanted all the way through it and the uh, once the minute was up the abuse they got from Hate Corner was incredible I mean I was I was in Hate Corner at the time and it was just incredible it was just the vitriol that they got back was just like really really powerful and it, it wasn't it wasn't 90, that, was that the we got promoted that year didn't we that was, that, no, no, sorry 90 year 90 we got promoted that year that's when they got relegated was, it, was that the year it, it might have been but it was definitely the 10th anniversary of Hillsborough no 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 it wasn't it was the year before yeah it was the Iger Anderson and uh, the, the Stevie um, the, 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 the Ron Nodes year wasn't it yeah the actual original Hate Corner T-shirts, the besotted Hate Corner T-shirts, was the Luton game, was the, was the V's that going up. Yeah, so I think that was in response to you know, the incident that Sav mentioned there. So, Soups, uh, can you remember any Luton games at all? Can you? If you can't, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, no, you can't, no. Yeah, no, you can't even remember yesterday, can you? It's been so long since we played them. You can't remember, you can't remember, you can't remember you, what's on your shirt, can you? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Liberal, can you no, remember any Luton games? No, no, as everybody knows, I can't remember what, who we just lost to two hours ago, so or an hour ago. So, so it, was, it was Blackburn, by the way. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for reminding That's that. Right. Uh, do, I'll show you out the door, actually, if you don't mind. Yeah, the yeah. only thing I would say is I do, uh, uh, do like Luton Stadium. It's a proper, it's a proper old football ground. Very oh, few, of, very few of them left, but it's a proper ground, proper ground. particularly yeah. for the away fans, where you have to go in through those terraced houses, squeeze. In, you know, it's a tough place. And, and for me, Luton, I mean, I could talk about Beast games as well, but also Luton. So I went to Luton. Luton played um, Wimbledon in the FA Cup semi final at White Hart Lane. I went to that game as well, which I remember very, very well. I also remember going up to Manchester City, seeing Luton play uh, AFC Wimbledon in the playoff uh, final. 
which is uh, so in Man City as well. So the playoff final, Luton versus Manchester City, and all the Luton fans started fighting once themselves as well in the corner, which was quite bizarre <laughs> as well. So you know, so that was quite bizarre as well. And also, obviously, there's the game that we've talked about as well, where we played Luton, where uh, in 2009, where Brentford got promoted to Division One, Ooh. and Luton got, I think, relegated to oh, the uh, to the, the to, yeah out of the league because they got yeah. like a, a 85. massive point. Point, point yeah, they got a massive points deduction as well. Yeah, massive seventy point percent as well. So that was quite, so that was like a, quite a seminal point for Luton because that was, got them down. But now they've absolutely kind of come out of that and they are like back in division, the championship. You know, and they've got, they're, they're, they're really massive. Yeah, sorry. There may be some hate corner t-shirts. Yes. Yeah, so that was that as well. So, but other than that, like I said to you, Luton, Laney talked about that Luton incident that we had as well. And I'm trying to think of any other Luton games that I've been. Oh, yes. And the other one has got to be Martin Allen, Luton FA Cup game, where he walked around the side of the pitch, round by the Luton fans, and he just stood in front of them. Oh, giving it and his tail. It was that, that game was on another level of football matches. The whole of the Brentford end was absolutely brimming. The Luton end was brimming. Martin Allen walked around the pitch. He put his head up and pumped his chest out in front of the Luton fans, right in front of their end. They were just pointing fingers. And it was um, if you weren't there, it was unbelievable. That was a brilliant, absolutely fantastic match at Luton. And I, I don't know if it will ever be matched, to be yeah. quite honest with you. But remember so, what the result was? We beat them 3-1, didn't we? We did. 2-0, 3 yeah, yeah, FA Cup, we beat them anyway. Yeah, we beat them and we carried on going on to some sort of FA Cup glory. Yeah, so we did that. So anyway, listen, we've talked about Hooton in Luton in historic form. But now we're going to talk about Luton in Saturday form. Because we need to talk about what kind of result we're going to get. I'm going to have the table. The Liberal Nick. Don't be too liberal about this one, mate. 3-0 Brentford. Easy life. Laney. Ooh. Um, 2-0 two, two Brentford. Ooh. Easy Lenny. Soups. I won't be there because I'll be mates wedding in Wales. Whatever. No interest. Whatever. But 3-1 Brentford. Can I just say, I'm, no. go, I'm, going, I'm driving up to Wales on the Friday. I believe Fulham are away to Swansea on the Friday. Ooh. I might have to put a Brentford shirt in my car window in case I pass the uh, Fulham minibus going to Swansea. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Sav, EB. Well, I, I think we've got a superb defence, uh, so we're not going to let any goals in. And we, you know, we, we often score three goals in a game, so 3-0. Oh, easy, Sav. And myself, 2-0 to the mighty, mighty bees. Mighty. Uh, so listen, this is the Besotted Pride of Less One podcast. What I'm going to say to you is a few things. First of all, Billy Manuel, Saturday, The Globe. Get down here, 12.30. He's going to be here. Beers. Hanging out with you, drinking, chatting, photographs, all that stuff. Billy Manuel, he was the, he was with us in the nineties. We won the league with him, and then he did Billy the Pitbull. Absolutely brilliant. Just come down the globe and have a little laugh. There's no money involved. You know, just just come out and just chill out and hang out with the Pitbull. That's the first thing as well. Vote for us, besotted.com forward slash awards as well in the FSA awards, and we are in the best fan media category as well. And also first of May. It's going to be the besotted end of season social. Put it in your diary because it's going to be absolutely teething tremendous. All we're going to say. But anyway, we're here in the globe. 
We've been here all evening. We've had a right old laugh, even though we've lost today. We're not very happy about that. And uh, we're the buddies. We're coming out there. We've got Luton on Saturday. <laughs> Come on, you bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.